the time about how an IEP is supposed to meet a child's unique needs. We're going to talk about something really unique today, and I've brought Jillian Benfield, author of Gift of the Unexpected, to have an encouraging and unique conversation with you. Welcome to the Special Education Inner Circle podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Witcher, and Jillian, thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to speak with you again. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit just about your um, current role at the IEP table and Tell me what was on your heart when you decided to write this book. Uh, my current role at the IEP table is that I am a parent of a child with Down syndrome. He is in first grade. Um, he is in a gen ed class with um, a full-time aide at the moment, and it's going really well. That's my role at the IEP table. Um, and, and what was the other question? I'm sorry. Oh, why did you decide to write the book? What's what's on your heart? The, so Gift of an Unexpected, you know, I read it and you poured out a lot. And I was like, this was sitting on you that, that you needed to tell this story. Yeah. So really the, the crux behind the book is how, you know, Anderson's identity is not my identity, but who he is and having him has really shaped who I have become, you know, and I, I don't want to co-opt his story, but at the same time, as he fills the pages of his own story, my story simultaneously begins changing alongside of him. And so the book is really about how um, the unexpected things that happen to us, whether it is having a child with a disability or teaching um, children with disabilities where you learn something new about yourself that perhaps you didn't know before or start changing alongside your students or something else, something that could be tragic. Um, you know, I talk about in the beginning of the book how I've been through other things other than having just a, a child with a disability um, miscarriage. Um, I had a child with severe, complex medical needs and, you know, some things that I would not classify as good. Um, and so I felt qualified to write this book because I have been through um, not only having a child with Down syndrome who has completely changed my outlook, and um, but also some other things that um, I can't tell you were good things, but I have seen how um, I believe God has brought good things out of them. And how most of the time that goodness that comes from our unexpected circumstances, it may not be changed circumstances. It may not be the outcome we always want, but that goodness is a change that can happen within. And so that was really, um, you know, this was, this has been in my heart for years because I just noticed how much I was not who I once was. <laughs> yes. you know, I said the unexpected led to both the unbecoming and becoming of me. And um, that's what inspired this book. And I think that, the, yes, this applies to both parents and teachers, whether you're, you're parenting at home in this unexpected world that you didn't even maybe, you didn't know it existed prior to, of, of what does this look like to have all of these different experiences that you never could have predicted. And then, yes, the same thing happens, you know, as, as teachers, you know, you, you walk in thinking, I'm going to be this teacher and change the world from the inside of my classroom. And I'm going to have these pretty bulletin boards. I'm going to have my class list and I'm going to do this. And then oh my goodness, it feels like everything gets tossed upside down as you try to navigate who really are you as a teacher? Like what, what, what's happening here? And as I was reading through the book, there was a couple of kind of moments that stood out, kind of um, terms, words that I was like, yes, this explains it. So one of them is the word edited. You talk about editing, just kind of 
who you are or what you're putting out there or what's going on. And right now in the special education world, I feel like there's a lot of editing. I think social media has a lot to do with it where you're trying to like compare yourself to other people. Mm -hmm. Um, Just our world in general of, you know, um, you edit yourself as a teacher because you're supposed to be like the other teachers or, or this is supposed to be easy. Like you think it's supposed to be easier than what it is. You edit yourself as a parent because you're like, nobody else gets what's going on. And you have, you know, just, just this kind of filter that is happening and that can really hold you back. Can you talk about that? Just let's give some encouragement to the parents and teachers who feel like, you know, they're in this unexpected circumstance and and they're just kind of filtering who they are. Yeah. So um, when I talk about editing, it was how much I lived an edited life before having my child with Mm -hmm. Down syndrome, Um, you know, and I edited with clothes and makeup. And I would never leave the house without looking my very best um, because um, that's who I felt like I had to be all of the time. And then the unexpected hit. And one of the, the really good gifts to come out of that was that now I live more vulnerably. Um, you know, I am not afraid to um, put myself out there. I'm not afraid to um, tell Anderson's teachers are at the IEP table, you know, my concerns, um, without, um, possibly getting backlash. I, I feel like I can have open and honest conversations with people better now than I used to be able to, um, because of what the unexpected has done in my life. And so uh, when it comes to editing, um, you said there's a lot of editing in special education in particular, you know, I, I understand that, um, there, I've been through phases with the school where I feel like, um, you know, every time I go into the school as a parent, it's like, okay, who am I going to run into today? (laughs) And, um, you know, but I have to let that go. I have to let that go. And I I am just a human and we are all just human sitting around that IEP table and, um, we can express our, um, concerns and, um, you know, our hopes and aspirations, um, to one another. And so anyways, what I would say, I guess, is to, Allow the unexpected to get you more in touch with who you really are and to allow yourself to be vulnerable because when we don't do that, we're just living with armor and that armor does not really protect us. It only protects us from fully living. Uh And so I think that, yeah, that, that it is, if you find yourself editing so much, um, that instead allow that unexpected thing to draw you inward and to be real. And when you are more vulnerable with other people and yourself, you just become more human and honestly more likable too, (laughs) because we all just want to be seen, right? We don't want to live in these edited armored versions of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just a better way of living. Yeah. And, and, you know, and you discuss kind of, there's quite a few stories that you tell them that we talk about like balancing things, like feeling like you're in a balance beam or trying to like balance this what you thought was going to be or what's happening right now or what's going to happen next or what needs to get done. And I I think there's um, something that just happens when you start to just accept the unexpected where you can sit and decide what is a priority and not feeling like you have to balance all the time towards this perfection. So you have a lot going on in your life, just like all other moms who are sitting at IEP tables. And now, you know, you're an author and you're out there and you're doing all of these things. Um, it is a balancing act. And there are a lot of other emotions that just happen in general in our disability community. 
can you give some, again, some, just some encouragement, some insights of like, and I'm not going to, it's like, you don't want to ask that classic, like, how do you balance it all? Because the answer is always like, I don't, but there's something that you're doing to cope or to kind of sit in this. So it feels good instead of like, you're on a balance beam going to fall off. Yeah. Um, I guess what I have, have come to with that is there are times when, for instance, and I don't know if this is the correct way to say this, but managing Anderson's disability does become all encompassing. And in those times, I just allow it to be um, because I know it's not going to last forever. But for most of the time, I have to focus on what makes me the best version of myself. Because if I lose those pieces of me and get totally lost in motherhood and what it's like being a parent of a child with a disability, then I start to crumble and everything else around me starts to crumble in my family. Mm -hmm. For me, um, I just have struck that good balance for me has been working part-time. That's just what's worked for me. And I know that's not available to everyone, um, but my husband has a very demanding job and um, we, we work as a team. And um, when things have gotten totally out of whack, especially when the kids were very little, um, he was my person that I would just be able to, to express all of that to, and he would know that he would need to lighten some of my load where he could. And, you know, so I, I guess what I would say is I would hope that you have somebody on your team, whether it's a spouse, a friend, a parent, um, that can lighten your load, but don't, it's okay when something, when, um, all these ball juggling that you're you know, one of them needs to, you need to put some down and just focus on tossing this one ball around. It's okay to go through times of that, but make sure you pick those other balls back up. So you don't lose yourself because once you start to lose yourself, um, you're not going to be, um, the, even the best parent or teacher or inserts, whatever that is. And you need, you need, you're a whole person. Yeah. So. And I know there's a lot of worry. I get a lot of questions from parents and they kind of like are whispering to me and they're like, tell me what it's really like to be a special needs sibling. Like, did you ever get mad at your mom because she had to do so much for your brother? Or did you ever get jealous or were you angry or were you this? And I'm like, no, like my brother has Down syndrome and he has different needs than I do. Okay. Like it just becomes, so just for all the parents that are listening they're like, but yes, if I focus all of my attention over here, then my other children are going to be left out. No, you'll figure it out. But we as siblings, like we know there are some times where like, yeah, my brother had to come first. And you know what? My mom figured out that there were some times where I needed to come first. It yeah. just, it, we figured out where, you know, was there more times that he needed my mom? He needs her attention. He needs all of those things. Yeah. And that's okay. That's all right. So just parent, it's okay. Like it all works out with the whole family thing. Like that your other children who may not have these high intensive needs, we, we turn out okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm so glad you said that because I do think that's a huge concern for parents. And of course it's a concern that, you know, when we go through those very high intense times with Anderson, I worry about um, my other kids. And so I appreciate you encouraging me that way. I know how we try to handle it when things get really out of whack with the kids and where attention is drawn. And we try to give those other kids, you know, individual attention one-on-one um, -on -one time when we can. And other than that, I know that I can see in my daughter who's about to turn 10, who she is becoming and how her brother is shaping her identity. And um, I only see good things coming out of that. 
Yeah. And, and I'd say just lean into that because, you know, I'm not saying everything is, you know, sunshine, rainbows and unicorns when it comes to being a special needs sibling. But, you know, there's a perspective that you get, especially, you know, as you continue to kind of grow up, like you just see like it, like this is just how it is. Like, it's, it's just meant to be like, it's okay. Like, I don't know what, I don't know who I would be if my brother wasn't who he is. Um, it, it, I mean, it just, we wouldn't be sitting here right now talking about IEPs. That's for sure. <laughs> yes. yes. I mean, we wouldn't be talking about this book either. Yeah. I'm telling you. <laughs> right, right. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure this would not be happening. Okay. So I definitely want to talk about, we've talked about this before. You talk about it on social media and it is a, just a fantastic concept that I think especially, you know, no matter what time of school year, like right now we're getting ready into this like second half of the school year. Spring's going to be here before we know it. Everybody's going to be hustling to figure out, you know, what's their progress made? Where's the next placement going to be? What supports do we need? But this applies, you know, back to school. It's like, what's going to happen next? And, and, oh my goodness, uh, you know, everybody else is doing this in third grade, but you know, my child's not. And there's a lot of just emotions and things. And you use the word and a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and that, so just give us some perspective on the word and. Yeah. So I, I write almost a whole chapter about this in the book. It's called an abundant life. And, um, what it's basically about is how none of us we're not promised a perfect life. I think a lot of us think that, um, if we work hard enough that we will have some sort of ease in our lives. Right. Um, but sometimes life isn't easy. And so what I have, the tool that I have used when I get to those, um, this honestly, what it's like to parent a child with a disability and the extra that does come with that um, is I use the word and, you know, um, so I used to say parenting a child with a disability is so hard, but it's also so good. Um, but when we use the word, but we are negating the first part of our experience. We're negating those harder parts, the harsher parts of our reality. And so there are parts about parenting a child with a disability that are incredibly hard. There, it's incredibly hard to parent a child with a disability in a world that is not accessible to them, just period. Um, and things, yeah, there's progress being made, but not made fast enough. And so that's hard. Um, so the word that I use is and. So it just, the way, so that statement now is parenting a child with a disability is really hard and it is such a gift. Both of those statements are true. Mm -hmm. And when I use that word, when I look at my life at the whole of my life, um, I can see the darker parts and I can see the lighter parts and I can hold them together in my same hands and, and realize that the whole of it is good. Um, it doesn't mean that it's perfect. It doesn't mean that it's always easy, but it's good. And, um, that's a phrase that I was just did a, um, self-care course uh, with someone else. And that's the number one tool that I tell parents of kids with disabilities um, is to, to erase that word, but you're allowed to feel the harder parts of your reality. You are allowed to say IEPs are really hard because they are no matter, we've had really fantastic IEPs. The last two IEPs that we've had surprisingly so because we are in a County that is not known for inclusion and yet those IEP weeks wipe me out every single time. You know, it's okay to say that that process is hard. There are parts of parenting or teaching kids with disabilities that are hard. 
and Mm -hmm. there are rewards. And so we just, we need to look at the whole of it. And um, I think when we do, we just have a better uh, perspective, a richer perspective, a truer perspective, and we don't have to push down those harsher parts of our reality. Yeah. I'm going to encourage everybody. I'll have the links to uh, Jillian's book, the gift of the unexpected. Um, I will have the links to this wherever you're watching. So it'll be above, it'll be below um, wherever this at. I would also love if you were listening on Apple podcast, please leave a five-star review and let, let's just share uh, this message from Jillian uh, far and wide, because we need this as parents and teachers to realize like we are in unique situations. They are hard and they are wonderful that we can be who we are, our children who can be, who can be who they are, our students can be who they are. All of this can happen together and it can feel messy and awesome at the same time. So I'm going to encourage you, especially if you are struggling of, this is not what I expected as a mom. This is not what I expected as a teacher. Go get the book, Gift of the Unexpected. Jillian, thank you for being here today. I so appreciate my time with you. Thank you. Bye, everyone. We'll see you next time.